We're losing! Teamwork, guys, more teamwork. They're burying us alive! Eddie Shore? Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey? Piss on old-time hockey! You're blowing it! And now, between the stammers, your unofficial Canucks cast, here's Arden Caleb. Between the Stammers, December 18th, 2019, just before Christmas here. Canucks losers of three straight, including a 3-1 loss to Montreal on Tuesday night. Green changed up the lines. It didn't work. Canucks have lost three straight. I repeat, morale is down. Morale is down. (laughs) Really down. Art Aronson alongside Caleb Kirby. Yep. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Yeah. How you, How you feeling? feeling? <laughs> oh, okay. How am I feeling? I don't know. Not the best. Not the best. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm pretty pissed off. You know, I um, I'm pissed off that I'm wasting time watching some of this hockey that we've seen, mm. especially in that Vegas game, man. That that was fucking atrocious. Yeah, the Vegas game was not fun. Right? It was not fun. If I, dude, if I was even a fan in Vegas, I'd want my money back for that game. Like. Canucks didn't even show up for half of that game. I thought they had a good third period, but it didn't matter at that point. They were already out of it. Well, like, why does this team think they can play well for just one period or two periods and and expect to win a hockey game? Like, last night against Montreal, they played – they got a lot of shots on Carey Price. 38? Could have been a little more physical out there, I would say, until, you know, like Tyler Mott's the only guy taking runs at guys. Beagle and Sutter aren't doing much. You know, in that department, they're supposed to be harder to play against. They're not really doing much out there in as far as that facet's concerned. Bo Horvat finally decides to turn it on with a pretty nice hit in the third period with, what, five minutes to go? Here's a question, though. Like, like is this want or is it, it's, like, what is this? It is. It's partly want, man. Like, five on five for this last stretch, for over this last month, this team has been a train wreck five on five. They're, they're depending on power plays way, way too much to get them anywhere. And now their power play isn't even clicking. The second unit's the only unit that looks semi-decent out there. The PP1's gone completely cold. So Green changed up the lines. Like, he put them in a huge it's, blender. I I don't think it matters. Doesn't Do you matter. think it matters? I, I Well, he's playing the cards that he has. The cards he has aren't playing. That's my issue with this team right now. There's no team toughness on this on this team. The guys who are supposed to be the fireplugs on this team aren't leading by example. Brock Besser is driving me nuts right now because for a while there, he wasn't scoring at the pace everybody was expecting him to score, but at least he was doing other things on the ice. He's not even doing those anymore. Mm. He just looks like he's going through the motions at this point. He had a good chance on the short side last night, wasn't able to convert it, but, dude, that's why he's here, right? Like, Petey, Horvat, Besser all need to step their game up badly. Miller is trying out there. Hold on a second. Lunch lady. Hello, everyone. The lunch lady's at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Thank you. Thanks, Mary. Uh... Miller is trying out there. He's at least working hard on the wall to, to get pucks out to these other guys, but some of these guys, they just don't look like they give a shit. For, you know, 40 minutes throughout the game. And we've said this. Like, we've Mm. said this so many times. This team isn't good enough to take a period off. They have to play a full 60. And they haven't done that for God knows how long. I honestly, I'm going to change. I'm going to go. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on this. Because I thought last night they played really hard. 
and they just and they just and they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't they couldn't bury their chances. I thought they played hard. I did. I I didn't. I didn't think effort was a problem. I thought effort again. Like effort is. They had chances. They got shots. They did those things. But being a tough team to play against, nothing in their own end. Again, so soft in their own end, and that is centermen coming back, forwards taking guys on the wall, getting the puck out properly. Breaking out of the neutral zone with some semblance of organization, those breakouts are still the biggest problem right now, right? And then our D is just letting people turnstile them, not giving them a hard enough time on the wall. These types of battle things that you need to be doing to show the opposition, like, hey, this is going to be a hard night for us. They They did enough offensively to give themselves a chance last night, but they didn't do enough to make it hard for Montreal. Montreal still had an easy time out there. Here's they didn't bang them up enough. Yeah, I I thought the Canucks controlled the game for two or three periods. I thought they did. I really did. I thought yeah, they again, played well. But I they're not they good well. enough to do that. They need yeah. to play a full fucking sixty. Yeah, uh, they need to convert on their chances. JT Miller talked about that. I feel like I need to take responsibility a little and have a chance to take a lead in the first and second today and in close and change momentum of the game. And I didn't. They score right after. So. Could have changed the whole complexion of the games. Um, it's gone on for, like I said, three to five games now where I've gotten really nice looks on the goalie and I just can't seem to score. But it's nice to say you're getting the looks, but I don't want that to be enough. I want you got to be able to change momentum of a game with a goal there. The crowd will be up. And like I said, we got a lot of good looks. Our goalie has been playing well, it seems like, every night. So just got to find a way and not get too frustrated. How about the power play tonight? He was asked about the power play, and he said that uh, obviously they uh, they weren't moving the puck very well on the power play. Um, I I know the way this team wants to play, and this team was able to play that in the first, what was it, 13 games? I'm so sick and fucking tired of going back to October. I mean, like, this team was good in October. It doesn't matter anymore. I know. They've dug themselves in the, a stupid hole now. I, I do think it's right? an adjustment period. Like, other teams are adjusting the way they're playing, and they have to make adjustments the yeah, other way. That's the, what they the have Other to teams happen. are playing them harder, and they are not playing hard enough against other teams. Mm. Other teams have figured out that all they need to do is put an aggressive forecheck on this defense, and this defense wilts in their own end, panics with the puck, and tries to dump it out. And that's all they're doing to, to the Canucks. They're just pressing them hard. And the Canucks can't get organized in their own end to break out correctly. And then our guys that we're depending on for scoring, five on five, aren't doing jack shit because for some reason it's too hard for them. Out on five on five, they need a penalty in order to score a fucking goal. They need that room. Well, I'm sorry, cupcakes. Fucking man up and get to these harder areas and start jarring some goals five on five. You know, like. There's guys who are completely invisible 5-on-5. Petey, man, like, get her going. You know, you, you can't have the the uh, the benefit of having all that room all the time. Yeah, He is going to get stronger. He is going to get better throughout his career. I know he's young right now. I, and I know these are adjustments that these young players need to make. But they are the people that are counted on to produce on this team. 100%. Right? I agree with that. I also think that these guys just might not be there yet, man. Well, Bo Horvat should be there by right? now, right? right? He's 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 old enough to be the captain of this team. He's played he's not a, a young guy anymore. Yeah. You know, he's been in the NHL long enough to not be a young guy. He wants the responsibility to be depended on, right? And at home, 
again, where's nothing? Yeah, right now. 35 games in, no goals at home. It's insane. Fucking Levo had like a tap in last night that he that he missed on the far side on price, where I was just like, this is one of those nights already. You can see it. And you know what? With the goals being disallowed because of of the offside, and then the Canucks get the other one, the goaltender interference call. Which, which by, by the, way, the way, should have been a goal. Was fucking soft as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that shouldn't have been goaltender interference at all. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Right? Like, you look at the game and you're like, oh, okay, well, they did these things and this thing's right. They should have, Montreal should have had another goal on them that didn't even count. Because, you know, I don't know, Toronto wanted to keep it a tighter game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then after those two goals came in in the third, you could see the body language on the ice that they're like, we're we're done. We're, we're done here. Until the final, what, five minutes of the game where uh, Horvat throws a nice hit behind the net and then they start scrambling to try and pile them in? How many times have we seen that this season? Where they scramble for the last five minutes but then miss a, a full period and a half of hockey? It's it's just like something's got to change here. Yeah, but the way this team is constructed, it's just you're putting so much pressure on those guys because obviously the Beagles, the Levos, the Pearson – like, they're not generating enough offense when the big guys aren't going. And when the big guys aren't going, the Canucks aren't scoring because well, the, the power Well, the big guys got to get going. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, but, yeah, it's too much pressure to put on these 20-year-old kids, though. I don't think it is. That's... I think these these kids are going to have to learn how to do this. Yeah, right? I, I just think that maybe, maybe we are putting too much pressure on them. When, when you look at the way this team is constructed, these guys... They're not Ovechkin yet. They're not Line A yet. They're not, you know, they're not uh, they're not McKinnon yet, right? They're not there yet. So I think we can get mad at them for not being that good at this young of age. They got to be consistent. That's what they've asked for. That's the position that they've been put in. This yeah. is Besser's third season in the NHL. Well, he hasn't played a full right? season yet. But I'm just saying, this he is his third season. He's got to be better. Yeah. And he's not. And people get up all up in arms when you call out the stars on this team because, oh, they're young. Oh, they're this. Oh, they're that. Well, I'm sorry. Like, Besser came in. He was runner-up for Rookie of the Year. Pedersen came in last year, crushed everything. People are trying to play him now. He's got to work and find a way to take his game to the next level. They've all had a season under their belt. You know, Miller is insulating a guy like Pedersen the best he can. And that's a tough job for Miller, mm-hmm. right? He's taking a lot of face-offs that PD isn't able to take. If I was green right now, I'd say, okay, learning time. Let's let's get PD to start taking these face-offs. Let's get him to start playing center a little more often in his own end, coming back, helping out the D-men, getting a little a little more physical in in his own end. Uh, Bo Horvat, he wins a lot of draws, but he should know by now that he needs to do more in his own end to break the puck out. There's guys on this team that are expected to drive lines. Yep. Those are two guys that are expected to drive lines, and they're not. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if uh, those things start to turn around and this team wins, you know, maybe five of, of their next seven games. And then we go back into a slump like this because that's just, just, just the way it's going to work with these young kids, I think. And I think we're going to have to, like, realize that at some point that this team is not what we want it to be all the time. Well, you know, right? hockey's a funny thing because last year St. Louis was dead last in the standings and come the new year, they made a ridiculous surge and ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I'm not saying it's over, 
What I am saying is, as a fan watching these games, mm -hmm. I'm frustrated by the effort right now because I think it could be better. And it's not just matching scoring. It's little things on the ice that these guys need to do much, much better in their own end and through the neutral zone and definitely fucking in the other in the opponent's end when it comes to getting shots, going to dirty areas, putting more pressure on their D with checking, right? These types of things that win you games. This game, this team isn't fighting in the trenches right now. And that's where you win hockey. You win hockey on the boards. Who's playing well on the boards other than JT Miller right now? Mm -hmm. Even defensively. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I... And I would say that definitely the Vegas game, definitely. That game was I thought, a joke. I thought man. there were stretches in the Sharks game where they played pretty well. I really liked their third that's, period. That's in the, the best Sharks game they've, they've played yeah. since our last podcast. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Well, I thought the Habs. I thought they played well. They made Aaron Dell look well like a Montreal. fucking superstar in that game for some reason. Carey Price had a nice game last night. Too. I I agree. He did. You know. Here's uh, here's Travis Green talking about his team's performance against the Habs. Well, they're going to learn how hard it is to win and how you know how you have to play to win. Uh, and I don't think you can ever exactly sit there and say what they're going to learn. But it is in, in times where you're going through adversity that you learn a lot about your group and individuals learn how hard it is and uh, they get a chance to look in the mirror and see what they can do better to become a you know, a better better player for the team. Everyone does that when we're when you're going through hard times. See, Green's not doing himself any favors with this kind of rhetoric that he's spouting right now. Yeah. You know, and and I'm not one for his head yet at all. I think he's still a pretty good coach. But like this type of well, they need to learn. This is what's gonna happen. It's like, what about you? What about your job? How are you motivating these guys to do better? Right? You can't just speak to the on-ice product of these guys' mindsets. You need to talk about what you're doing at this moment to try and improve this team. Right? You need to honestly say, listen, right now in the league, we're one of the worst teams five on five. So here's what we're going to try and do to get better. Because they are. They're fucking bad five on five. And at the beginning of the season, we we're all pumped. We we're like, this team's going to be heavier. You know, there's going to be more grit there. And for the first, you know, going back to that first month, we saw more of that. They were going that in waves. That is completely evaporated. They were playing in waves, right? the whole hockey cliche. Exactly. Line after line, they were being aggressive. Yeah, and they've lost that here. So, I, I it's yeah, like you said, and hockey if you're not, and sports is a, it's a funny game. If you're not scoring, if you're not scoring at will, that's the style of game you need to play. Right? I don't care if you're a sniper. I don't care if you're Besser. I don't care if you're Mott. You need to play that style of hockey. You need to be harder to play against. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, if you stay true to how the game should be played, the goals will come. They're cheating right now. Yeah. They look really soft on the back end right now, though. <sighs> really, really soft. Well, that does not that does not help. Alex Edler out of the lineup. Your boyfriend. They're missing your boyfriend. And uh, like it's noticeable, isn't it? Canucks record with Alex Edler in the lineup the past two seasons, 41, 32, and 10. Without him, 10, 19, and 5. Stats coming from Thomas Drantz on Twitter. Uh, yeah, but he's their number one Did defenseman. Did you see that other stat that Drantz put out, I think it was, yeah. about Canucks record after 35 games? So last two seasons, it's been 15, 16, and 4. 
This year it's 16, 15, and four. Yeah, so pretty similar. Pretty similar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Although I will say last year I felt a lot better about this team at this time than I do right now. However, again, teams can get hot. They can go on runs. Yeah, they can. And it's up to them. We know that this team has more skill this season, and I feel like this team is all around a better team. They're just not producing to to what we have seen from this group. This group is better than their record is now, but it's up to them whether they want to fucking seize it. It's your quote, Art. It's your want quote. <laughs> uh, I really feel like they could just use another horse, though. What, on the front end or the yeah, back end? Yeah, well, obviously on both. But, like, like a Thomas Vanek right now would be really nice. Honestly, really nice. A guy with some creativity who knows how to stem the tide and create something for some of the other guys. You think that their their answer is Thomas Vanek? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, do you remember do you remember do you remember when he was here and the creativity he showed with Besser in his first like little while there? I, I just think that uh right now they're not doing like yeah, they got JT Miller doing that a little bit. And he's 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 been the best Canuck, I think, if you watch I, him. Every, I don't even think yeah. it's close. Yeah, he's been the best. I, I just think they need another guy like that. I just they don't quite have the horses right now because these kids haven't been able to figure out how to play consistent every night. And I, you can get mad at that, but it's part of the growing pains too, I think. I really do. And that's why I said at the beginning of this year, like this team I think is going to fight for a playoff sta- spot yeah. right down the line. And I'm going to continue with that. Morale is down right now, that's for sure. I, I'm just so annoyed by the fact that like this team in their end is so soft. Yeah, I just—I right? like, mean, it just—it just drives me crazy. And if I was to address anything on this team, it would be defense before adding another top six forward or another bottom six forward or anything like that. You know, I'd be cutting Tyler Myers's minutes. I'd be looking at Utica right now and being like, "Who is sitting on my back end, and I am going to give a shot at, at coming up here to play?" Because right now, it feels like these guys that are playing D on this team just know they're there, right? Rather than have having somebody push for a spot to try and get into this lineup. So I think they either need to make a trade to get somebody else on the back end or start giving these guys a shot and start sitting some of these guys who are on easy street just going through the motions back there. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about, I'm not only talking about guys like, like Fantenberg and Ben, I'm talking also about guys like Tanev and Myers and even Stetcher to an extent. Yeah. Although Stetcher does put out the effort, right? He does, but I feel like he gets bullied, man. Yeah. And he needs some help there. Uh, Quinn Hughes is playing too much. And that's a, I agree. And that's another. He's out there every second shift. That's another thing about having these centermen come back that need to be playing that position properly. They can't be cheating. Yeah. They can't be. Yeah. They got to go out there and support the puck and get it up to the wingers. And then when the wingers are tentative on the boards because they're scared of a little contact, you don't get the puck out cleanly. Scared of a little contact. Soft, 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 soft. Uh, some good news, though. Furland and Edler both skating today. Yeah. So that's that's some good news, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can just beat a drum here at this point. They just got to find a way to come out of this. Like, and I think they will. Like, there's... There's 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 too much skill on the top end here for some of these guys not to figure it out, but 
I'm not going to get overly annoyed about it. Like You're not annoyed by anybody on this squadron right now? Well, of course I'm, but I'm not going to like... Why don't you talk about it? I'm not going to be like completely upset about not being perfect every night. Do you not think that that Vegas game was the worst game they played all season? I didn't watch all of it. I was looking up and down because I was doing a homework project. I thought that second period was some of the worst hockey I've ever seen. Like, I've ever seen by any professional team. They looked tired. They were garbage. And Green was like, oh, yeah, we were a half step behind. I don't think you were a half step behind. I thought you were, like, a kilometer behind on every play. You know? Like, I couldn't believe that period. And I, I know, like, oh, they had San Jose the night before and they played San Jose hard. And all this sort of stuff. But, like, these aren't excuses, man. Every team in the league has back-to-backs. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Just like injuries aren't an excuse. Just. Yeah. I mean, at this point, though, let's just play well the next game and win it. Right? They got Vegas uh, on Thursday night. If you could. Just pull... tomorrow. Think about this for a this. second. You don't have to answer this right now. But if you could pull a trade mm. for any player in the league. <laughs> With with Canucks, uh, try try and like surmise a, a realistic trade. What would you try and do? Oh man, I don't know. I'd like to have Shea Weber on the back end. I'll tell you that. Fuck, he looked good last night, eh? Yeah, he's been looking good all season. Yeah. That's a that's the type of guy they need back there. Exactly, like a guy who can really stem the tide when things get rough on the forecheck, which Canucks just cannot. Stop the forecheck from the other team right now. Do you think Tyler Myers is, I mean, he's making $6 million. He is what he is, this guy. He's making $6 million. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that, is that guy look like a first-pairing D-man to you right now? Does he even look like a second-pairing D-man to you right now? There, no. There was a moment last night near the end of the game, and Tanev and Jordy Ben were out there, and the Canucks were pressing, and those two guys had the puck on the outside, and I was like, this is not going to end in a goal. Right. No, everybody knows this is not going to end in a goal. So today, the Canucks were out on the ice. Markstrom's not in practice today. He's getting a maintenance day. And one of the things the Canucks D are doing is trying to shoot pucks through dummies at the net. Mm. Right? Do you think Tanev's shot's ever going to get better? No. No? Do you think the the window to trade Tanev is officially closed? Yep. Do you think somebody out there could maybe challenge for Tanev's job? Is it time to start thinking about that? Is it time to start, like, let's bring up a Brogan Rafferty. Let's bring up, uh, what's that other guy's name? Frenchie. Guillaume Brisebois? Yeah. Like, is it time Chatfield? to... Yeah, is it time to give those guys a shot here? Because... Uh, they're, they're kind of... Canucks are at kind of a pretty pivotal point in the season, right? Like, this homestand is supposed to be a good homestand... In order for them to even have a sniff coming out in the new year, mm-hmm. if they go under 500 in this homestand, you might have to stick a fork in them. Right? Are I know we, it's early. Are we already underwater? I it's know, not even Christmas I know and it's we're early, already underwater. I know it's early, but yeah. like this is a pretty important homestand before before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to get harder, right? Like the new, the new years, uh, every team picks up their game. Mm-hmm. Every single team. Do you think the Canucks are going to be able to find another gear to do that? Are the Canucks playing possum right now? Are they trying to save their energy for that push? Playing we can, possum. We can, we can slice this up a million different ways. <laughs> I don't think they are. You know, but like, man, 
Well, I mean, look at the next three games. There ain't no gimmies, man. No. Vegas, then Pittsburgh, who the Canucks play well, which yeah. is nice, but they got absolutely demolished. Blowing a fucking whatever it was, a 5-1 oh, lead. because they didn't know how to play defense. Yeah, and then you got the Edmonton game. That's one thing about played well what people against. are saying is, like, I can't believe people think forward is more of a problem right now than defense. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not, but I do, I would like... I, I just would like one more player up there that can kind of create for himself. Yeah. I do. And this is like Levo and Pearson, like these guys can finish, but they haven't, like they can't find a way to create chances for themselves, it seems. And Horvat can't seem to do it right now. I don't know what's going on that with him at this point. struggling, At this point, I have no idea. He's the guy who's struggling on. the hardest on this team right now, I think, as yeah. far as in, from forward. Yeah. You know? And it, even in his own end, he's he like fuck. he's chasing the puck the entire game. He's chasing the puck. I thought on that first goal last night against, they looked completely lost out there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I can say this till my face turns red. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I was kind of worried that maybe this pod would be just that. <laughs> um. What about a guy like Bogosian? Do you think he would make a difference? Buffalo is trying to get rid of him. Yeah. They- who would you potentially trade for a guy like Bogosian, though? His contract's pretty big. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think his contract's worth it. I think that's why he's probably on the block. Yeah. Right? But fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, least, hey, I, feel, I feel bad for you who, like, I got, I got a text from a friend last night, and she said she was watching the game with you. I'm like, it's probably not a very good time right now, is it? And she was like, he's being all right. I'm like... Oh, really? That's shocking. Oh, I was being all right. I, I was being fine, I guess. It's just... I've warned know, people two, about those, watching Canucks games with... Those two details. quick ones in the third just kind of broke me, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, it felt like the game was over, right, at that point? I feel like you could even see it in the players. You could see it on the ice. Yeah. Their body language completely changed until the final five where they decided to press a little bit harder. But it's, it's so irritating when you watch the Canucks and you start seeing them press and you're like, where has this been? So Where has this been for the full 60? If you played like this, you could have won. Who do you blame for this? Like, for the, I, I, I've already told you what I blame. But you got Jim Benning who constructed this team the way it is. You got Travis Green calling the shots. And then you got the young players. Because they are very young, the top players that are very young on this team. You know who do you blame most for this stretch? Right, the, fun- the last twenty. The games. funniest. I blame the players, and and I'll tell you why. Because I think the funniest thing about all of this is we can blame Benning and we can blame uh, Green all we want, but who doesn't want a piece on this team that is another NHL team right now? You don't think there's people that are licking their lips for a chance at a guy like Besser? or Pedersen, or Hughes, or Horvat, or Vertanen, or Goddard, like all these guys, I'm sure all those guys have been asked about, mm-hmm. right? Like, Vertanen looks great this season, too, by the way. He's been one of the bright spots. And Goddard. Those and, two yeah, guys have looked and, very good. And everybody knows that, like, if these guys go to somewhere where they're putting a, a, maybe a little bit of a different situation, or they get another year or another, like, two years under their belts, they could be thriving. So I think I think on paper we have a pretty good team. 
And even like the insular guys, like Miller is good. Like like we said earlier, he's been probably the best forward all season. Yeah. Right. Pearson and Levo probably couldn't get as much for them. Right. Yeah. But then even like, you know, I, Roussel. So. Okay, so the forwards you think are fine. Let's look at defense because they think, well, look I think very. The, I think the forwards. I think on paper the forwards look good. The problem is they're not looking good on the ice, and that's why I blame them, not not Benning or Green. They need to step their fucking game up. Yeah. But this defense, like as it's constructed right now, without Edler. It doesn't look like. Oh, the D is super worrisome. It does not look good at all. And, but again, I think Fantenberg, since he's been in the lineup, even though the Canucks have lost pretty much every game since he's been there, has been one of the brighter spots. I think Hughes looks amazing too. By yeah, the way, Hughes looks. He good. can't. He can't be doing but any Hughes more. Is, he can't do anything more than he's trying Hughes to do. Hughes is at this a point. risk versus reward type player. Like he isn't that good in his own end at times. Yeah. He has been burned. Yeah. But for what he does with the puck. You got to take it. Like, he's he's been fantastic. When he the puck been. is on his stick, he's electrifying. Yeah. And when he's working that blue line, like, there's not too many guys in the league that can work the blue line the way that Hughes does. I just think maybe, Jim, and I mean, you can blame Benning for the Meyer signing. Absolutely you like, can. And it's clear that it's not been working out. He is an adventure every night. There are moments. He had one shift last night where I was like, yeah, that like that's why we have him. Like, uh, like in the offensive end, he, he's playing too many minutes. Yeah, he's playing too many minutes. But when you're paying a guy six million and you brought him in to fill those minutes, and he he can't fill those minutes, that's your fault for signing him. I agree. So, and then yeah, and it's just not deep enough back there, clearly. And uh, the Canucks as a cohesive unit is not working right now. And some of those guys like Beagle, he had some quote about how they're learning in the mount weeds, or I don't know what the fuck it was, but it wasn't a good quote. I hated it. <laughs> I was like, why are you saying this quote as a veteran on this team? Uh, you got to stand up, man, and you got to, like, he's, he just is lost out there. Jay Beagle is lost out there. Yeah, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to pin the woes of the Canucks completely on those guys. Those guys need to insulate the D. Could they be doing a better job? A hundred percent. But at five on five, the guys who aren't converting are your your top two lines, and those are the guys who need to step their game up. Yeah, but when those guys are on the ice, they're getting dominated. Not like not 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 the top two lines. As much as you don't think that Horvat line's been getting dominated in in it, their own end. Okay, yeah, sure. The Horvat line right? has had definitely had you problems. Don't, you don't think Miller and 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 Pearson? I mean, Miller and Pedersen and Brock haven't looked good in, in their own end. I think they've looked pretty poor. Yeah, I think they've had the puck though. They've had puck over this last little stretch. They've yeah. they, they've had the puck. Yeah. Yeah, but in their own end, there are times when they don't have the puck and they struggle a little bit. I think Brock Besser's defense is maybe one of the best things that he's done this year, man. I think it, it he's been very I think it good. was, but but I'd say in the last like 10 games it's kind of dried up a bit. Mm. I and, thought he was pretty good and, in his and own end. And he needs night. to be scoring. Yeah. He just, had he had Price dead to rights on the short side last night and Price Price robbed him with the glove. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh yeah, I just think maybe maybe our expectations here 
got a little too high with that first run right at the beginning of the year. And I know you don't want to hear that, Curb, but... I know what reality is, Art. You, gotta, I you, still gotta, want you do them, have I to still, set in a little I still reality. want them to make it, but, I mean, this, yeah. is, like, this is like getting punched in the face. At some this point, last little this last little ride. Yeah, I just I just think at some point you do, but I don't. I just don't want this team do to go into see... apathy. I just don't want the fans to go into apathy. I think uh, which is it's a few weeks than, away. I from. think more than half the fan base is already there. Really, when you look at it, I still think like. But I, like one one thing that pisses me off is we can we can criticize everything on the outside. We can criticize Benning. Fairly, we can criticize Green fairly, but you also have to criticize the guys on the ice who are there to get the job done, and they're not. And I'm saying, and the the axe will always fall first with the coach, and then it will fall with the GM. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I do think we do need to take into account that we expect these guys to be Ovechkin and Crosby and McKinnon, and right now they're just not. I, consistent I don't even that expect way. those guys to to pot goals in that way. I just, but ex- that's what it's going to take I, no, for this I, team. The way it's constructed and the back I end. I disagree, man. I, I teams just got to work harder. Look at fucking Arizona. What they're doing right now, they're playing really well, and they're playing really well because everybody's bought into a system where they got to work a bit harder. We don't need superstars out there. We need guys who can do everything. And then we get all this like dipsy doodle, softy, McChofty passing around bullshit yeah. rather than guys just taking a shot, looking for a rebound, crashing the net. That's how you score. That's how you score in hockey. Yeah. I was one. I like this team. Like they're like, fun to watch the way they, 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 they do some of that stuff. And it's, 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 it's run and gun blaze. Let's hope our skill outskills your guys. And right now, it just isn't working. They have take, to. They have to find a way to adjust. When here you at take this point. two minutes to try and create one beautiful scoring chance, who gives a shit? When you go up and down the ice, you know, and you shoot the puck on net, and then you go for rebounds, and you you get three shots in the span of a minute. That's probably a better chance. Yeah. Well, maybe that's on coaching. It needs to be drilled into these kids' heads that when you're not finishing like they haven't been finishing over the last few games. You gotta dumb it down a little bit more. Yeah. Right? And I think that is part of coaching and it's also a learning curve I think on that's the a top fair end point. players. You're right. I think that's a fair point. That's and a fair I, point. Because I te- I texted a friend last night going, Man, we wanna play this style of hockey and right now we're not finishing and we don't have the guns to do it. Well, so even- we have to change. But then he was like texting me back. Rich Brown actually is the friend, sorry, our contributor to this podcast. And he's like, What other choice do they have? That's the way this team is constructed. I'm like, okay, well, that's on coaching that. I don't think that's a a legit excuse for that. That's the way this team is constructed. Every team should be constructed well enough to be competitive night in and night out. And I think the Canucks are constructed that way, right? It's just these guys need to decide to, you know, fucking roll up their sleeves and, and, and be a little tougher to play against out there in every zone on the ice. It can't just be guys like Roussel and fucking, uh, what's Miller. his nuts? We've already mentioned Miller. Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And and puck movement is one thing. And even Green said, I think it was today or yesterday, being like, our passes aren't as crisp as they looked at the beginning. Yeah. Well, if their passes aren't working and if the passes aren't as crisp, uh, crisp or if teams have figured out what you're trying to do, you need to alter what you're doing. 
Okay. Right? And yep. that, that's coaching, but that's also players. So I think your point, you, you made a good point. <laughs> Thanks, Curb. Uh, just two more games here before Christmas. Three more games, rather. Vegas, Pittsburgh, Edmonton. They're going to have to put in a run. They're going to have to win two or three of those. Maybe all three. Um, I'm done talking about the Canucks now. Because, You've had enough? Yeah, I, I am. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about this to we're blue in the face about the struggles of some of the top players and stuff. And they're just going to have to learn and get over it. And, yes, maybe effort is part of that, but I think coaching as well. They have to, they have to realize when things when when things aren't being perfect. They can't. They don't have to be perfect as well. They can dig in the trenches a little bit more. I just man, like I haven't seen a Canucks team that really felt that hard to play against consistently, like for a season. When's the last time you saw a team like that that we had? Twenty eleven. 2011? 2011, 2012. 2011, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. The 2012 team lost in the first round. I think that 2012 team that lost in the first round completely folded. Yeah. You know, I thought 2011 was very close. I mean, as close as you can get. Yeah. Right? That team was hard to play against. Yeah. Even guys like Henrik and Daniel, right? Like, not the biggest guys, not the most, like, uh, crushing physical guys on the wall, but they knew how to protect the puck. They could take a beating on those cycles, Mm -hmm. you know? But they're doing the work in those areas where it matters the most. They're coming out of those battles, those boar battles, with the puck and setting something up. You know, that's look. We're, we can talk about Berchi, right? Oh yeah, Ber- okay. Berchi yeah, sure. being thrown on waivers after yeah. it was the news was coming out that a trade was released, and and that's exactly what Green said about him. He's like he's not, he's not hard enough. He's going to these softer areas, and that's why we're getting rid of him. I think they right also. Now, I the think they also. The I think they also want to get. Yeah, I think they also want to get rid of him because of his contract. He makes three point three yeah. million, which right now the Canucks are up against the cap. And who and who wants to pick him up? Nobody wants to pick him up. No. Why would you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Especially after those comments are made about you from the team that's trying to get rid of you. It's a bit of a foible. Yeah, it's not good. Anyways, I'm done with the Canucks. Taylor Hall gets traded. What do you think? We'll see. This is a wait and see thing, I guess. I mean, I, I like. I think uh, Arizona is probably going to be better with him. It's a rental for sure. It's kind of a rental, right? I guess so. Yeah, it yeah. Is. I, He's a you, free agent next you year. You can say it's a rental because he is a free agent next year. It's an early rental. Yeah. Arizona looks very good right now, and they don't have a guy who's up there in scoring. Nope. They had like their top guys like 80th in the league, I guess, in scoring. They're they're like just Kessel. they're just piling them piling them up. As a team, as a unit, mm-hmm. they're playing hard. They're playing hockey the right way. I'd way rather see, man. I would I, I'm way, interested when you say way, hockey, way hockey the right way. Rather see a team that goes out there and puts in a full sixty of effort and plays the game on in every part of the ice, where you don't look at it and you don't go, "Oh, they're cheating here," or "Oh, there's a foible here," or. You know, they're not coming out this way. Or if they are playing a dump and chase attack, they're dumping the puck in, but at least they're forechecking hard and attacking it, right? Anything like that. I just see a lack of effort from the Canucks all around on the boards. Yeah. I don't know. And I see a lot of puck watching out there Yeah, where somebody's waiting for somebody else to make a play, and I'm like, jump in there and help them. You know, support the puck. 
it's a freewheeling style that they've allowed the young players to play, especially when they're, especially the top lines out there when they have the lot. It's not playoff hockey, though, is it? No, that's not how you even go anywhere. Yeah, but if you want to go back and play John Tortorella hockey, is that what you want to go back to? Absolutely not. So I just like right now they haven't been able to find that balance, especially when their top guys aren't potting them. I think some of the I think some of the guys on our D are still playing John Tortorella hockey. They're looking to block shots and get in lanes to to make Markstrom's job easier when all they have to do is take an extra two strides, get up to the player, and lift up his fucking stick. You know? Why are you antip- anticipating the shot already? Get up there and check them. They're playing on their heels. I think that still stems from, from Tortorella hockey. Yeah. Tanev, Tanev has played that hockey for as long as I can remember. Edler, I think that's a big reason why he gets hurt all the time. It's because he's trying to play goaltender out there rather than just skating up to the guy, using his size, and either bumping him off the puck or lifting up that stick so the guy doesn't have a swing at it. Well, we can dissect the Canucks to ends of eternity. Let's just hope they play better in the next three games. That's Finger, the way I'm looking at it. Fingers crossed, yeah. That's, that's the way I'm looking they at had, it. Dude, like, I think their roster is good enough. I do. I re- Especially up front to be scoring more. Defending them, not so sure. But we'll see. I guess yeah. it's a long season, right? And maybe this, maybe this bitch moaning and complaining that I'm doing this week is all going to be canceled out once we start winning a few. Roller coaster. I feel like this team is going to be a roller coaster this year. Well, yeah, you said that off the hop. Yeah. Can we just say that Artie Aronson had a point? What do you mean? I already said you had a point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Caleb Kirby, where can we find you? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> at Curveman23 <laughs> on Twitter. You can follow us at Between the S on Twitter. That's if Caleb Kirby hasn't jumped off a cliff. After I'm not next jumping off a cliff. I'm not, I'm not offing myself until the Canucks win a cup at least. <laughs> so I'm in for a long ride. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. Yeah. At Art Aronson on all social media platforms. And uh, sorry we haven't been able to have Rich on, but it's a really busy time of year right now for yeah. everybody. So it's nice that we'd be able to get a, a pod in on a Wednesday, though. So we'll get this out right away. Are you, uh, are you seeing that new Star Wars tomorrow? Yeah, I guess so. You I don't really, have time. I don't have you time. You sound for really it. excited. Yeah, I don't have time for it, but I got to do it. I got to do it. Okay. I already bought a ticket. Unless you want to take my I ticket. I don't want it. Okay. I'm gonna do a matinee. I think. Oh really? Yeah. What do you want from it? What do I want from it? Yeah. A cohesive storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna get that though. I don't think so either. I've seen some like early reviews, and I try and stay away from that shit. Like I just, I wish we didn't. I wish we weren't in a world where we would get someone else's opinion before we get to go where before we got to go see the movie. Yeah, I feel but like that's the world we're in. Social media as a whole in a lot of these ways is pretty damaging. In some ways it's awesome, but Yeah, it's awesome because we can kind of talk about it, but yeah. It sucks that we have to be privy to someone else's can pre-render your opinion if you already have a feeling that something yeah. is going to be that way. Yeah, and it cha- it changes your thought process going into watching a movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>